Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. My name is Bruce Johnson. I am joined today, as always, by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello. He is joining us from Pennsylvania. I am in the wonderful state of South Dakota, and you are all somewhere in existence, we suppose. So we would love to hear where you are from. Send us an email at uh, trdshow at protonmail.com. Where are you from? Have you been listening to the show for a long time? What are your thoughts on what we've been talking about? Do you have any questions? Do you have any new ideas? We just we just want to get emails because our inbox is hungry and we need to feed it sometime or it will get very mad. Go to our show website, trdshow.net. Check it out. All sorts of really cool stuff on there. If you're curious about the show, we have a lot of information on the About page. Check that out. You don't want to miss that. Free merch. Of course, we always have the offer of getting a free mug, free t-shirts, free stickers, all the free stuff by going to our website and joining our referral program. And you can always buy that merch and support the show with your money. And we would really appreciate that as well. Today is Current Events Monday, hence the ties. We know you're thinking it. We're wearing ties. Okay, so that's out of the way. Um... Our newsletter also, I forgot, I mentioned all the show stuff on the site, and I forgot to mention the newsletter, so, you know, go back and do that, trdshow.net slash newsletter. Sign up for it today, right now. It's 30 seconds. Just just do it. Just do it. You won't regret it, and you'll do more than not regret it. You'll actually enjoy it, and you'll be like, thank goodness I signed up for this. I should have done this months ago, and you should have, but you did it now, and that's the important thing, so good job. Sign up for our newsletter, trdshow.net slash newsletter. Do it today. Um... It's Current Events Monday. We got a lot to chat about. I know I'm going to be talking about all the crazy stuff that we heard this week about fascism and about how the American government, civil government, is now uh, essentially sticking its fingers even more where it doesn't belong. I mean, people are all up in arms about this, and yet they've been at this for like a century and a half in other capacities. But Touch our free speech and, oh, they go crazy. But you can indoctrinate our children and do all that garbage and we don't care. We're going to be getting into all that kind of stuff and what happened there with the document dump and all of that. And Jake is also going to be breaking down some crazy stuff about environmentalism and thermostats and mm-hmm. um, just madness. They they want to control your house. So, you know, that's always fun. But don't before... get, don't get, uh, don't get a uh, smart house. Don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Smart technology. And if you get it, know the risks. Know what you're signing yeah, up for. Yeah. I did, and that's why I got smart technology. <laughs> we can talk about that later as well. <laughs> all right. But before we get into all of that, we have to talk about our verse of the week, as we always do. And our verse this week is 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 24 through 25. And it says, The Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. And again, that's 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 24 through 25. So we said verse of the week is actually verses of the week. All right, so there's a lot in this in this passage, but it's a reminder for all of us to not be quarrelsome, to be kind, to be able to teach, to patiently endure evil, but also remember that this is specifically speaking to pastors and leaders in the church, which is going to play really well into our conversation um, 
on Wednesday when because we're reading through Mother Kirk by Doug Wilson. Um, and that's talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, the subtitle of that book is Essays on Church Life. And so we've been talking about a lot of that kind of stuff. And if you missed our last Wednesday episode, check that out because we went more into depth about the authority and role of pastors and what they should be preaching and how they should be preaching and all of that kind of stuff. So definitely check that out. <clears throat> excuse me. I still haven't had enough coffee to fix my throat today. So there's that. <laughs> um, but this can also apply to us as well. I mean, obviously, this is not a part of scripture that we can just shrug off and say, yeah, we don't care. This doesn't matter to us. We should consider this as well. And when we're talking to people, we need to keep this in mind. Yeah, what's really interesting is that Part of this verse says patiently that the the servant of the Lord should be patiently enduring evil. But at the same time, it, it directly after that says correcting his opponents with gentleness. So the enduring evil part doesn't mean we should just sit there and take it. Doesn't mean when God's name is being trampled and his word is being uh, attacked that we should just sit there and take it. Then, because right after that, it says correcting his opponents with gentleness. And um, it was uh, the Reformation Study Bible that I have from, um, shoot, I'm forgetting, Ligonier Ministries. There it is. R.C. Sproul. That's all the names are coming back to my mind. <laughs> I didn't put this in my notes and I should have, but I was reading through this passage in there and looking at the commentary just before we got started because I was interested to hear what R.C. had to say. And he was talking about how, um, A, this is talking about... Uh, pastors would be, this is actually a call for us to not give up on people and not give up on giving them the gospel. So, because the, the next part of this verse says, God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. So, our goal is to make disciples of all nations as Christians. That's what we've been called to do. Part of that is we don't give up on people when we've started giving them the gospel and we we get kickback. We get pushback on that. because, But we should patiently endure that and correct them with gentleness. And notice it does say opponents. So they are our opponents, but we still treat them with gentleness, meekness, be kind to them, not be quarrelsome, seeking out fights. There's so much here. To, to study. And honestly, look up like a Matthew Henry commentary on this for more detail. We just don't have time to get into more of that on this episode, but we'll be talking more about that on Wednesday. So, all right, Jake, anything you'd like to add to that verse before we move on? Nope. Okay, nope. cool. All right. So with that being said, as always, I will pass it over to you to get started on our current events. I am just, I'm so confused. What is happening with Wi-Fi thermostats? Well, um, first of all, multiple reports recently, but I'm going to be tying in a few um, articles that have happened before. And a lot of people that I've talked to about this have said that this, is, this has happened before, that this is something that has been going on. Um, and it's not necessarily something that is recent, exactly, per se. Hmm. But um, the first article, and the title of this article is Locked Out of Thermostat. Uh, 22,000 people lose control of temperatures <laughs> in their homes for hours during energy emergency in wow. Colorado. 22,000 people. Goodness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but... All over, right, people were losing control of their thermostats, even during 90-degree weather. Wow. 
um, they were only able, I think the majority of the reports said that um, they were only able to cool their um, temperature down to like 70. And that wow. was the max. That Well, that was the minimum. Max, the lowest they could go. However, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lowest they can go. But, um, but I wanted to know that there is, in all of these articles, they, they almost all cite one company for being responsible for this. Um, and that is XL Energy. Really? Um, I was thinking but, like Nest or something. Weird. And no, and Nest is just a brand of thermostat. This is, um, this is a power company. The power oh. companies that are Wait. in control of this. The power company has control over mm -hmm. people's thermostats? Mm-hmm. Explain that. Yeah. I'm confused. And I'm the um, software engineer here, and I'm very confused. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, well, the, I mean, the power company uh, is the one who's giving power to the thermostats, and they're able, they're just able to control them. Oh, so. see, I thought it was a, a thing where they're hooked up to, like, for instance, if it was a Nest thermostat, that's a Google thermostat that's hooked up to the internet, and so Google is able to then remotely shut down that thermostat. But what, what it sounds like you're saying is that it's a localized, like the power company mm -hmm. is shutting off power. Yeah. Okay. So it's and not necessarily that, like a Wi-Fi thermostat thing. It's just the power company is now. No, being it, it is Wi-Fi thermostats. Interesting. And, um, but, you know, they're controlling them. They're able to control them because people are signing up to a special rewards program with their power company or like XL Energy, um, they're signing up for these special reward company and reward programs, <laughs> which are um, giving them money to sign wow. up. And it's um, but in the in like the contract of like the program and stuff, it stipulates that um, they must they um the power company then has control over their um, thermostat during um, energy emergencies. So, and gotcha. it's, and, and I'm sorry, to go back to the point in how the power companies are involved is because um, when, because of energy emergencies, like whenever there's like brown outages and stuff like that, they want to, keep people back from using as much power and so that's why they're doing this to um limit them out the amount of power people can use um and so and that's how it ties in with the energy company um what how they exactly have access to it i don't necessarily know um but i'm assuming through wi-fi they're able to control it um, but, but with this rewards program, the people who sign up will receive a hundred dollars for signing up plus $25 every single year after they sign up. Um, that, that seems like a pretty low number to me. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but you know, but apparently people fell for it. So <laughs> you know how people are with money. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but the program also stipulates that people will lose control over their thermostats during energy emergencies. Now, what defines an energy emergency? 
is up to them. <laughs> wow. Um, but moving on to my second article, um, and this one was an I um earlier one that happened within 2021 at least. Um, so it wasn't all that many, all that long ago. Um, but in Texas, uh, the article says Texas power companies are adjusting residents' smart thermostats to higher temperatures. Um, now this article speaks to the, to the same thing as the last one, but I want, uh, but I brought up brought it up, sorry, just to show our audience that this is not a problem in only one state, right? This is not only happening in Colorado, this is happening in Texas. And, uh, but after, but after hearing about XL Energy myself and, uh, after hearing about XL Energy in, in these different articles, I started looking into them and I had some of our research team look into them. And we saw right on their front page Right, all of the states that they are based in, where where they work, and what states they're in, and um, hopefully there should be a a picture that comes up. But um, those states are Colorado, Michigan, Minnesota, New Mexico, North Dakota, South Dakota, uh, Texas, and Wisconsin. And not so states. I, so that's like. Corridor right down the middle. That's, right, that's a little weird. Right, little weird. right. Um, but I we haven't necessarily heard reports from all these other states other than Colorado and Texas. But I would assume there are some some of this happening in those states. Just it's not reported on as much. Um, because I know this is a rewards program with XL Energy. So they must be doing it in the rest of these states as well. We're just not hearing about it. Um, but I, I think I should state again that XL Energy, right, and actually I didn't state this before, so I should have stated it before. But um, <laughs> I don't think XL Energy is the only company doing this, mm. right? So it's not it's not only happening in these states, right? Because this is only this one company. There are, there are other companies that were stated in some of these articles that have also been doing this as well. Um, and in all, not to mention all the multiple different brands of smart thermostats that this might be happening to. Mm. I don't know yeah. for sure if that's happening, but just <clears throat> for those who have smart thermostats, I would stay alert to see if this is this is going on, and stay alert to see if your power company is trying to give you this, oh, we'll give you $100 if you sign this contract. Yeah, yeah. Read the contract. Yeah, um, wow. So what do you think are some of the motivations behind this? Like, why is it that they would decide, hey, we're going to mess with people's um, thermostats? Now, they had them sign a document. So technically, legally, People signed a document and said, yes, you can mess with my thermostat. Maybe they didn't read the fine print. Maybe they did, and they're just, they didn't think it would happen, and now they're mad about it now that it did. But like, what, what do you think are the motivations from the power company to, is it just a level of control? Is it, are they going to get more money? Because I definitely think ultimately it is control. Um, 
but their given reason is it's to save the environment. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, so, I think it's for control. I mean, we know that the climate change garbage, all of that, that hoax is for the civil government to control us, right? For them to then be able to set regulations on how we build cars and how we build our houses and all the energy that we use and to stick their slimy tentacles into every into more areas of our life and finally every area of our life. Um, and so do you think that this is like the civil government has made a deal with these power companies and then eventually this is something that'll get turned over to the civil government or what are your any anything there or i don't know for sure all of that is speculation okay on our part um none of the articles say anything about that um there's no real like factual data on any of that other than you know what we would be able to surmise and try and understand from past events that have happened before yeah um but yeah i would i would definitely think it's something along the veins of um if this becomes sort of like if it's put into law these sort of climate change um issues right then they can then say okay now we are going to relinquish this power from the from the power companies and that's going to be ours now this is what we're going to be doing from now on because of such and such law that we just put in you know <laughs> yeah Yep. So I, I could see down the road, later on down the road, like multiple years in the future or within the next one or two years. We've seen how quickly things have been going recently. So it could definitely be that soon. Um, but um, my last article really like... Now, the article not doesn't necessarily go into this depth, but I used this last article to go a little bit more into depth than this and talking about what I kind of wanted to talk about talk about when bringing this up but um the article says energy company locks colorado residents out of their smart thermostats again what we've been wow. saying what i've been saying the entire time yep um the article again is still talking about the same thing uh that people in colorado and texas are being locked out of their smart thermostats however and this one i want to point out what Excel's vice president of customer solutions and innovation, what he says. Oh, dear. And this is a direct quote from the article, but directly from him as well. And it says, uh, let's remember that this is something that customers choose to be a part of based on the incentives, said Emmett Romine. Um, he continues, so it helps everybody for people to participate in these programs it is a bit uncomfortable for a short period of time, but it's very, very helpful. Oh my goodness. Wow. Um, again, preying on the, um, the, the wanting to help other people aspect of yep. persons. Yep. And, but my question is why would these people sign up, sign over their smart thermostats over to be controlled by someone else? But mm. again, like I just said, the first of all, preying on the goodness in people, but also the money might be a reason. Uh, again, you know, people might say that that's the reason, but I don't think that's the full extent of this. Um, these people are told by, right, again, what I've been saying, told it will help others around them, <laughs> right? 
and there 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 is some merit to the fact that yes it might help other than the fact that they're the ones who created this problem in the first place um with trying to go all towards electrical instead of using gas and using oh, all yeah. these other means <clears throat> to create power. Now yeah. they're going full electrical and now they're having a harder time. Hmm. So they've created the problem. Now they're trying to create the solution. <laughs> or what they think is the solution. Yeah. And actually not not what they think, what people what they think people will think the solution is <laughs> right telling these people what will this look is the good solution. to the public right. eye exactly yeah exactly um yeah. but also right when when will it be the case right this is no longer voluntary you know when it's no longer something you have to sign up for right uh well when will it just be assumed um or that these people will just control your thermostat without your knowledge. Yep. Right. Yep. For the greater good of society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, if laws are put in place, which it seems more and more every single day that that's a possibility. Yeah. When will it be that they can say, oh, because of such and such law, we can, you know. Right. Part of this. Right. And yeah. it seems like the Constitution has been thrown out the window, so it, oh, goodness, it yeah. doesn't even matter anymore. And, you know, that sets me up pretty perfectly for the current event that I want to get to, actually. Um, but before I start to move into that, was there anything that you wanted to add as a wrap-up or that, national That thoughts? was it. Um, just be very leery of what you sign up for, what you um, yeah. agree to. Right, right. Indeed. Indeed. And on that note, um, there are some very interesting things happening in terms of the legal system right now, which is generally your area, so I won't be getting into that too much, but I will have to mention it for what I'm going to be discussing. Um, But then also, collusion between civil government and the private sector to push a specific agenda that is definitely not Christian-oriented. So, um, my headline, first headline, I have three. First is, new documents show clear big tech government collusion, according to a lawyer. Um, So apparently on August 31st, several documents were released to the public detailing dozens of instances where the U.S. federal government directly told social media companies to censor content and to punish, that word was used several times, uh, people who posted certain things. So now they're controlling, obviously we've known for a while, that these companies are against, you know, free speech. And we've known for a while that the civil government was involved in that. But this is the first time that we've actually had super clear evidence in the form of very official documents, very official documentation showing us and detailing all of the ways that the civil government is trying to control these private social media companies. So these documents were released as a result of a series of interesting events. Um, 
first, the, attor- the attorney generals of both Missouri and Louisiana levied a lawsuit against the federal government, which was kind of interesting that these um, two states, their attorney generals, decided to sue the federal government. Um, and then after that, they were given the go-ahead to sue the federal government from a federal judge. And I'll have that link in the description, and I'll probably have that up on screen Uh, But the headline is federal judge orders Biden administration to cooperate in social media collusion lawsuit, which was fascinating turn of events. Didn't think that that would actually happen, but it did. And that allowed this next bit to happen. The judge required the federal government to cooperate with the lawsuit, which then finally resulted in the documents being released as preliminary evidence for that lawsuit. So long chain of events. You're probably sitting there scratching your head like what just happened? Yeah, I was for a while, too. (laughs) But there's a lot that happened. Basically, lawsuit, judge requires them to cooperate. We get the documents as preliminary evidence. So let's discuss these documents that we have from this crazy chain of events. Um, (laughs) Over 50 Biden administration employees. This is the headline, by the way. Over 50 Biden administration employees, 12 U.S. agencies, involved in social media censorship push, according to documents. Definitely check these out because we definitely don't have time to get into all of the things that they have in these documents or all the things that these articles bring to light. But an insane amount of details were sent and meetings held both within the civil government and between the feds and big tech companies like Twitter and Facebook. In a large majority of their correspondence, they discussed how to remove misinformation and how to punish those who propagated it. And that right there is just incredible that these people are taking it upon themselves, both in the civil government and in uh, from social media companies to be the final arbiters of truth. They're the ones who get to define what misinformation is. They're the ones who get to say, you can say that, but you can't say this. This has been going on for two, three years now that we know of publicly, but this has been going on for a lot longer than that, I'm sure. But it should show us that the civil government is is even worse than we thought it was. I mean, we've been talking for, for so long about what the civil government should be doing and where it is now and all the things that it's doing that it really definitely should not be. But when these sorts of things happen, we try and bring them up on the show just as further evidence because there's some people who will hear us discussing working for the kingdom, hear us discussing how bad it is that we're under judgment from God and forget that it is actually bad, right? This judgment that we're under right now where our civil government is controlling our speech, very Orwellian, I might add, this is yet another example of judgment from God. And it's supposed to wake the church up. God gives us judgment Not so that we can sit back and say, oh, look how bad it's getting. Darn, I guess we're just waiting for Christ to come back. No, God is judging our nation to wake us up. He's trying to, he's telling us to get back to work, to do what he's told us to do. Looking throughout history, if the Christians do not wake up, 
and do not repent and turn from their wicked ways and pray to him, he will not heal the land. The land will be destroyed. Look at Sodom and Gomorrah. Look at Rome. Look at Israel. Look at all of these places that were destroyed because they abandoned the word of God. And that was not their foundation anymore. That's where we're heading. And so when we bring these sorts of things up, Jacob was talking about his warning, right? I'm talking about lack of free speech. We bring these things up to show you that we are truly a nation under judgment. And don't forget that. But don't let that uh, push you further into your couch. (laughs) Don't let that push you further into a cyclone of hopelessness. That should drive you to say, okay, something's wrong. We need to fix it. And everything that we have, um, everything we've been given from God, we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. We have everything we need to attack the gates of hell and we're told they won't prevail. We don't need anything else in the new covenant from Christ. He's reigning. He's working. He's given us everything we need to succeed at what he's told us to do which is to make disciples of all nations. We need to wake up and get back to work. Yeah. So go ahead. We need to understand that there's, there's a victory on the horizon. Exactly. Exactly. And that horizon might be two centuries off three, four centuries off. Right. But we have been placed in this time period for a reason. Um, I think it's Doug Wilson who says that we should think of this period of time as we're living in the ancient church. We're living in what will one day be known as the ancient church. <laughs> you know, like yeah. we look back at Martin Luther's era, Zwingli, all of them, John Calvin, 1500s, right? And we're like, oh, that was so long ago. People in the future are probably going to be looking back at us and they're going to be like, so who, who came first again? Was it C.S. Lewis? Was he before or after John Calvin? They were so, you know, like, <laughs> like that's, that's how there's, there's a lot left to do but you look at the progress you look at how much progress has been made since the death and resurrection of christ and it's incredible but there's still work to do as evidenced by these things so get to work is the message (laughs) and call your churches to action as we're always saying and i'll leave you with this as a as a reminder and we talked about romans 13 on the show two weeks ago But I will leave you with this verse, Romans 13, verse 4. He, meaning the civil government, is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Servant of God was mentioned twice in in that one verse. Also, he's an avenger who carries out God's wrath. His own wrath? His own will? Nope. No, God's will, God's wrath on the wrongdoer. That is the position of civil government. So when we see these sorts of things happening, we should be dismayed and we shouldn't be like, oh, well, that's to be expected. The world's going to get worse before it gets better. It's like, no, this is us. This is the church not doing its job, not preaching to the people about the duties of this civil government, the responsibilities of the family, the church, the individual and the civil government. This is what we should be working to prevent. So there's a lot more in those articles. Definitely check those out for your own learnings. Um, it's good to stay informed and understand what's happening so that we can be better equipped to fight and stand against it. Anything else you want to add, Jake, before we wrap up today? No. 
Well, there are well, actually, there there are more articles that I have that I will probably be giving to Bruce to put into like the comment section and stuff. So check those out as well. Yep. Um, because I might not have directly cited them. Yeah. But they you um, always include extras. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. But yeah. Sweet. All right. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate that. All right. Well, thank you all so, so much for watching us. Don't forget, trdshow.net is the show website. Send us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com. Check out our Wednesday episode is coming up. You don't want to miss it. We're finishing up Chapter 4 in Doug Wilson's book, Mother Kirk. So stay tuned for that. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord.